For most men, there comes a point he has to man up and lose some weight. Most fall over the first hurdle, trying some extreme diet or fitness regime that's simply too hard or unrealistic to keep up. That's why Manshake was created, the simple and effective way to lose weight. So join us at themanshake.com.au and get started today. It's Wednesday the 26th of July. Happy hump day, ladies and gentlemen. Afternoon sport here. Shad Wicker joined by Shane Lee, as we do, to go through the biggest news in sport. How you doing, Shane? Doing good, mate. Did you say hump day or dump day? What were you, doing? Hump day. What were you just saying off air? Oh, mate, I was just trying to tell you about my um, medical experience over the last few weeks. I've been a bit sick. Okay. Um, uh, just like a recurring thing. And the doctor made me go and do like a bunch of tests. Yeah. And this is probably a bit too forward for those that are listening, uh, but but I had to go and get you know blood tests, and then they wanted me to do uh, something I've never had to do before, which was uh, I had to give them a bit of my poo. Oh, jeez! This experience, mate. I went to get a blood test, and I, I sit down. They do the bloods, and mm-hmm. the lady's like, "All right." So she hands me this uh, cup in a Ziploc bag, but mm-hmm. a clear Ziploc bag, so you can see in the cup. Oh, God. And she's like, "Oh, you can you can take this you can take this home to do this one." I was like, "Oh, thank you, thank you so much." On away game, that's great. No shit. Um, but what I noticed on the lid was the 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 black cup they give you is brown. It's like it's got a brown lid. Oh, okay. Right, instead of the usual yeah, yeah. yellow yeah, lid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and I was like, "Do we really? Mm. Do we really have to do that? Like, do I have to walk <laughs> out in public holding this?" Cl- like I got to clear, take out a clear bag from the pathology that just basically is a billboard saying this guy's got weird yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It was embarrassing leaving with that. I was like, "Can, can you just give me a yellow cup so I can leave?" <laughs> yellow cup is, I think, the preference because it's like that. There's a mystique around a yellow cup. Yeah, it's not as bad. Like when you leave with a yellow cup, you can leave with your head held high. Are they both the same size? They're the same size, except the brown one's got a little scoop. But I was just, I was annoyed, man, because I was just I, like, yeah. Okay, well, even, well, even with the yellow cup, people would have looked at me and been like, that guy fucks. And he's been back, you know three, what I mean? he's been back three times this week. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's been my experience. Enough about that. This isn't a yeah. medical podcast. Let's talk about sport. Uh, lots to get into. Women's World Cup, New Zealand having a bit of trouble now. Uh, and, a, and a bit of a record happening at the, at the pool. Not a world record, but something we have not seen before. A grand slam. We'll tell you about that up soon. Someone you love could die of a sudden cardiac arrest at any age, any fitness, at any time. More than 80% happen at home and chances of survival decrease by 10% every minute. And sadly, in Australia, around 50 people die from cardiac arrest a day while waiting for the ambulance to arrive. But now you can increase your chances of survival with Cellade, the world's first mini personal defibrillator. It's simple to use and as small as a block of chocolate. Every home should have a cell aid. It's really a lifesaver. Buy your cell aid at cellaid.io. That's C-E-L-L-A-E-D dot I-O. Well, we've got to uh, kick things off with the biggest sporting event that is still pumping at the moment around Australia and New Zealand. Probably not as exciting for the Kiwis going down to the Philippines in the Women's World Cup, an upset for one of the co-hosts of the uh, tournament, Shane. 
Yeah, they lost 1-0 to the Philippines. Um, so, yeah, New Zealand's uh, win, comes, uh, win run comes to an end. Uh, Colombia also defeated uh, the, the Korean Republic 2-zip. Uh, um, and Switzerland and Norway had another draw. So Norway ha- having a very, very ordinary tournament as far as uh, mm. scoring goals is concerned. It's, it's actually worked mm. out very well in New Zealand's favour. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When you think about the fact that they lost because we know that two wins gets you through. Yep. Pretty much. So... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it'll be a tough one uh, for the Kiwis. Looking more to uh, Australia, we play Nigeria tonight at Suncorp Stadium. It's looking great down there. Beautiful mm-hmm. day here in Queensland. Um, and uh, we've got some positive news. Not so much for the game tonight, but um, it's basically come out from Matildas that, yes, we will be seeing Sam Kerr return to the Matildas this World Cup. Uh, there was a little bit of nervousness because a slip of the tongue by one yeah. of our players saying that she tore her calf, which is not the case. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's it. Um, but also Mary Fowler, who has come in for Sam Kerr. Um, there was question marks around her fitness, but uh, all reports she's going to be fine tonight to, to pair it with Caitlin Ford against the, the Nigerians. So uh, good luck, girls. Play well. Yeah, it should be a good one down there. Mm. It's going to be a pin. I mean, it was packed for England, England v Haiti. Wow, okay. It's going to be it's going to be mental down there. Awesome. Um, for the Matildas, so I have got a few mates that own pubs on Caxton Street. It's going to go off. So if you are in Brisbane listening, Caxton Street Brewing Co. Get down there. Get Great down there. Down there. That's it, mate. Um, let's turn to cricket now. Uh, look, I've, I mean, <laughs> how have you been with the? Um, with the the rhetoric after you know a lot of this rhetoric around Australia, you know, a, 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 what do they call it? A hollow victory that they're spewing out from England. Did that happen a lot when you were playing? No, it's not a hollow victory. It's only a hollow victory according to England, isn't it? It's exactly. A, it's, but, it's, it's a victory, mate. It's um, look, England, yeah. England have won three of the last twenty Test matches. So pull your head in, boys. Um, <laughs> you know, like Australia's been dominating. Um, it's quite funny. It's um, Andrew McDonald, the Australian coach, who. He has said uh, boo to a goose for the pretty much the whole tournament. He's, he's come out and said, "Well, I didn't believe that if it, you know, even if it didn't rain, we, we sort of would have been fine." I don't believe that, Andrew. I, I think we would have been in a lot of trouble. I think we we're in a lot of trouble. Yeah, actually. a lot of trouble there. But um, <laughs> so I, don't, I think that, that's not the, gr- the great argument from him. But look, all the Aussies can do now. I think Pat Cummins is spent. I, I think. Um, his own expectations of his own bowling was really, really poor last game. Um, and look, he's he's been a great bowler for a long, long time, so he's, he's yeah. due, due to have a bad game. But you, you compound that with the capsy and all those issues around that. He, he looks tired, Pat Cummins. So, look, I think that the Aussies will just try and regroup, go out there and try and smash the palms in the, in the fifth test, win the Series 3-1 and come home and go, you know what? Job done. Can, can I ask, and this was kind yep. of my point at the beginning, when you were playing, was mm. this kind of rhetoric uh, around the Ashes? Like, because yeah, did you play in a test where you retained due to rain? No, no, I, I, I only played one day, mate. I, I got oh, call- that's right. Sorry, I, I got called up for the uh, for the ninety seven Ashes towards the end, um, but I think we won that one five. There were six tests then. I think we Ooh. we won four nil then, so it was because uh, I just wonder from your playing days mm. and the rivalry. If there's ever been this type of, like, if this rhetoric has always been the case, like whenever Australia beats England, there's a kind of attitude of, oh, they were, you know, this thing happened and that thing happened. Like, because it's, it's funny watching the media movement. Obviously, yeah. UK media is no. so fascinating. But has it always been so rabid and like, ah? No, it, it's actually been quite the opposite. Um, not, normally, Australia that goes there and it's either um, the Poms played really well like they did in 2005. Um, 
And but but generally it's been we go over there and we smash them and they go oh, we expected we expected to lose anyway. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's talk about the tennis. Tim Hedman's playing, isn't he? <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, look, let's turn to the pool. Australia's been doing so well uh, in Fukuoka, yeah. and this is a great story out of the championship. Obviously, great stories of records breaking, golds being made, but Kayla McEwen's run was awesome. Like there was obviously. The disqualification in the semi-finals of the 200 medley, which is now being, you know, we're not investigated, but people are kind of looking at it going, yep. okay, what the hell? Yep. Um, but she bounces back, just misses breaking her own record in the backstroke to uh, to take that one out. And she's completed what's essentially a, a grand slam. The, the kind of grand slam. So the 100 metre backstroke, um, look, there's probably no doubt now, she's probably the greatest backstroker of all time. Um, but the grand slam is basically she won the world long and short course championships. She won the Olympics and the Commonwealth Games. So that's the Grand Slam they're talking about, which is an amazing effort to do that over, I'm assuming, is, is, is a couple of years. To be in that good form for that long, uh, she's a superstar. Yeah, it's crazy to, yep. to hold up that kind of form. I believe it's never been done before. No. So, yeah. I mean, that's one that puts you down in the record books. Yep. I've been loving um, another little side story. I mean, I know this happened earlier in the week, but um, the last of Michael Phelps's records were broken oh, at these championships. Okay. So it's like this Frenchman is like mm. I, I don't think it's all been him, or that maybe it has, but like systematically just been breaking Phelps's records. <laughs> and now, like I love the article. They're like Michael Phelps wiped from history. Wow! <laughs> because of all these records, I mean, it's pretty wild. Uh, uh, look, let's take a quick break. We got to talk AFL. I want to see if you find this as positive news or negative news for the Swans Mm -hmm. uh, because a a marquee player has had his own little uh, moment of uh, he's not quitting. We'll find out next. For most men, there comes a point he has to man up and lose some weight. Most fall over the first hurdle, trying some extreme diet or fitness regime that's simply too hard or unrealistic to keep up. That's why Manshake was created. Packed with protein and low in sugar, it's sure to keep you full throughout the day, not to mention it's only $2.49 a meal. Over half a million Aussie guys have lost weight the Manshake way. So join us at themanshake.com.au and get started today. Well, we know that you're a bit of a Swans fan, Shado, mm-hmm. and interesting story coming out from Swans camp. First off, Lance Franklin expected to play in uh, what could potentially, well, it is actually, you need to basically win this match if yep. you got any hope of trying to make a late charge into the finals, um, which is exciting stuff. But this also comes with a backup story that's coming out from the Herald Sun mm-hmm. saying he's not buddy going. I love that headline. Well, there you go. Um, Buddy Franklin uh, is weighing up whether to play into his 19th season, and the word is he may stick around. Well, he's, he's 36 years of age, and uh, we all thought that he may have uh, hung boots up last year, but he was given another year to play on. Um, and he's, he's shown glimpses of really good form. Like He had a pretty good game last week and the week before, um, but he's copped, a, he's copped a quite a heavy knock on the knee. Um, and it's a big game. We need, to, as you said, we need, we're playing the Bombers this weekend. We need, we need to beat Essendon. Um, there's, there's no doubt about that. Um, but according to to the coaching staff, that he trained really well, um, and he will play this weekend. And um, yeah, and, and maybe he's still got the hunger to go on and play another year. Oh, I, yeah, will the Swans have him? Um, I, I don't know. I, I think they'd be crazy to give him another extension after the way he sort of performed overall in the last two years. 
Well, do you really think he's going to move, though, for his last season at the age he is? And, you know, he's pretty settled. Oh, look, they, they might give him a sort of, you know, we'll, we'll give you a, a very a minimal contract and just go along and play and, and come in and be around, around, around the squad, maybe. Um, but is he going to move? I doubt it. Mate, that'd be crazy because you think of all of the fanfare around his yeah. final game at the MCG. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm exactly right. Yeah. Playing, actually. yeah, yeah. <laughs> You got to be careful doing that because people don't get as excited for the second run around. <laughs> I mean, unless right. you're John Farnham That's and you can tour for the. Rest of the day. <laughs> this is definitely my last concert. John yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go to the NRL. Uh, look, this is mm. this is c- continuing more and more. I mean, farce is obviously the best way to describe it. What is going on between? The NRL and the NRLPA, if you don't know already, there's just particulars at the moment. Um, players want to, the long and short of it is, players have already decided on the money, so don't fall for the trap of the idea that they want more money mm. um, to play on. That's already been decided on. What players are asking for is they mm. want to have more of an input on where some of the funding uh, that the NRL gives to the players goes to. At the moment, the NRL wants to control all of it, but the league players are obviously suspicious after the NRL bought up property and hotels Um, after a COVID year that they reported half the amount of profit they actually Mm. made to the players. So there's a little bit of back and forth there. But now, surprise, surprise, the media, who have uh, been suffering the boycott from players at the moment, are now reporting that the boycott has backfired. What's your thoughts on that, mate? I feel like that is a bunch of people with media rights just trying to now back the horse that they want to win. Yeah, that's exactly right. (laughs) And uh, look, Ed Van Landis is very good at this, right? He he decides when to come out and talk to the media or not. But um, but these negotiations have been going for 20 months now. Like, this is the longest. More than all, yeah. It's, it's the longest twenty months of of, of uh, negotiating around your collective bargaining agreement I've ever heard of. It should should have been wrapped up by both parties by now. And you're right; it's not about more money, but it's about where the funds go. Um, I think this is going to backfire on Blaney. So I, I think that Clinton Newton Newton from the Rugby League Players Association will dig his heels in now and uh, and really really push back because here's a bit of a cheap shot from Blaney saying, you know, the players disagree; they want more. Move on with it. And it's almost very dismissive from Volandis and his um. It's his, so like it's yeah. such a weird, yep. way to like attack it because yeah. it's like, and obviously the media dictates what a lot of the common fan gets to find mm-hmm. out about That's this right. story. Yep, and and you even hear some ex players like I, I think of like uh, I was listening to Gordon Tallis who was part of a potential boycott in the early two thousands I think it was. Yep. Um, and and he surprisingly was on the other side, like an NRL side, mm. but but it was a bit dated. His his view on <laughs> you know playing rugby league and oh you know you got to be so you're robbing the fans blah blah blah. I, I don't I don't play into that. Nah. I think I was talking to I've spoken to a few players here in in um, Brisbane and uh, obviously Sam Thider and I have spoken about it before. Sam honestly thinks that there's there is a, a genuine. Uh, like a genuine conversation about mm-hmm. uh, potentially boycotting games, well, which he which he says is, would be a huge knock on effect because you are breaching a contract. Yeah. There's so yep. much. Yep. There's so much that could come out of that. But he said he's never seen a more heated and, yep. and kind of galvanized playing group behind this because I think a lot of players are in there not knowing exactly what's happening. Like a lot of younger players, mm-hmm. but it's to do with them. It's about looking after these players. It is. Some of the stuff they want is is money after you retire for yep. injuries and yep. whatnot. Other is redevelopment of the game. Others is grassroots. Other is the fact that I think the average rugby league career is two and a half years or not even or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's about right. Um, so there's like, there's a lot of, there's a lot going on there. And you think that the RLPA and under Volantis has done a, 
So the the Undervalanders of the NRL have done a great job of expanding, mm. but you kind of go look after you're forgetting players. that yep. this is a key part of the burger that you've yep. got. That's it, mate. <laughs> you're starting to piss off. No, mate, you got a veggie burger. Yep. Yeah, exactly. No one wants that. Uh, speaking of another complaint in the NRL, New Zealand begging for more rugby league to come over there. They got uh, ditched when it comes to the Anzac Test against uh, mm-hmm. New Zealand. Uh, they did get an all-star game there, but pl- remember when they kept the competition alive, there was a conversation and a seemingly a promise from clubs in the NRL that teams would take home games over there as a bit of a thank you to the New Zealand fan base and the, and the side for being over uh, here during the COVID years. Only one team has actually committed to doing it, and it's the West Tigers of all well, teams. Oh, there you go. There you go. Uh, are New, are New Zealand uh, right to be upset that they're not getting uh, a slice of State of Origin or uh, oh, Magic Rounds? Look, look, look! I think the time's right because the Warriors are playing well, so it's a time for them now to, to put their hand up and say, hey, don't forget about us and try and leverage your position. So good on them for doing that. Um, should they get a State of Origin? I don't think they should. Um, but should we be supporting the game more over there? Yes, of course we should. It's, uh, it's a big part of the growth strategy for the NRL. And, um, and when the Warriors are playing well, the competition's fantastic. Yeah, it's exciting. They're yeah, third on the ladder for those right. who are playing yep. at home. Um, I, I agree with you about State of Origin. I'm actually of the camp. This may be a controversial opinion. I don't think it is. I think most fans are like this. I'm over taking out Origin anywhere outside of New South Wales and Queensland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a couple of years. Let's just keep it here in these states for a couple of years, two in one, one in the other. Get this back on track. Enjoy it for a little bit the way it was supposed to be played. Yeah, don't lose your supporter base. Don't again. lose your supporter base when you've got it. That's it. Don't get trying yeah, to get especially too, with too, New, too quick. Especially with New South Wales sucking mm. at the moment. They're going to need a couple extra games, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for Afternoon Sport for you Wednesday. We'll be back again tomorrow, uh, hopefully celebrating a Matilda's win tonight at Suncorp mm. Stadium, Shano. But before we go, a big thank you to our sponsors. Fantastic sponsors. Cell AED It's the world's smallest defibrillator. We will see you tomorrow. See then guys take care hi it's david poir here host of the employability podcast we have a new season of episodes for you to listen to so if you're someone starting out in your professional career and looking for a way to get ahead in the corporate world tune in on the pod we talk to a bunch of people from diverse backgrounds who have navigated their way to successful careers here in australia find the employability podcast on any podcast app and click to follow